nine lines from the bottom at the two dots. Quoting the Mishnah, if the animal Nathalagina fell into somebody else's garden, the Nehenis, and it got a benefit, it has to pay that which got a benefit. So whatever the practical benefit is, that's what it pays. Amar Rav, I circled Rav's name. Rav says, okay, We're talking about where it, uh, on the impact, the, uh, the, uh, the stuff that it fell on, it would have to pay whatever the benefit is, I guess, for the animal owner, what he'd be willing to save and the animal not getting hurt, uh, that's what he'd have to pay. Now, the Gemara has a question of al-akhla. Let's say the animal ate some food while it was there also. Would it not even have to pay that which it got? In other words, seemingly the only thing it has to pay for, according to Rav, is the uh, the impact part. But the other um, things that maybe it would have eaten, it would not have to pay for? Uh, question mark, comma, connector. Lema Rav Latame. Should we say this is Rav going according to what he has said elsewhere? To Amar Rav, Haya La Shaloi Toichal. Uh, Rav had said, uh, well, there are certain situations where uh, it shouldn't have eaten. Hayala shaloi toichal. Amri, so the more answers, hachi hashta. How now? You can't really compare those two cases. Amor, I'll tell you, da'amarav hasam. Where is it that Rav says, hayala shaloi toichal? That's hecha de'itzika he. That's where... It itself got damaged. Dematsi Amarle Mare Depiri, where the owner of the Peris can say to him, Loi Mishalamna, Hayala Shaloi Tachal. Well, I'm not going to pay because, like, the animal shouldn't have eaten in the first place. However, La Azuki Hi Achrini, where it's causing somebody else to get damaged, De. Petira Lishlumi Miyamar, who says that there would be a uh, a, a petur and off the hook for having to pay Ella. So I squiggle under the Ella, Ella Lomi Baya Kaamar. It's a Lomi Baya, it's to be understood as a Lomi Baya statement. And it goes like this Lomi Baya Achla. Now, don't tell me it only has to pay, the animal only, owner only has to pay for the um, produce, the food that it fell on and, and ruined, but not the stuff it ate. No, no, no. I don't even have to tell you of course it has to pay for the stuff that it ate. Compensate the owner of the field for the stuff that the animal ate. Lo me buy. I don't even have to tell you, Achla, de Mishlemes Mashinenis, that the animal owner will have to pay and compensate for that benefit that it's uh, the animal got from what it ate. Aval Nechbeta. Maybe when it comes to the produce that was ruined by the animal falling on it, Ema, I might have thought to say that this could be a case of Mavriach Ari minichse chaveroihu, literally um, chasing away a lion from my neighbor's assets. Now, how is it a um, chasing away a lion from my neighbor's assets? Let's just read the rest of the line, then we'll see the Rashi. Umashanenis nami loy mishalom, and maybe, hmm, that which it had benefit, maybe he wouldn't even have to pay for that. Kamashmal, and we don't say that. So let's see the Rashi. Rashi is on the third line. Ema. I could tell you, Hai Balha Sade, the owner of the field is actually a Mavriach Ariminechsechaveraihu. He's a, a person who literally chasing a lion away, chasing something that could damage away. Shehitzil es behemas chaveray. How's he like benefiting his neighbor? Well, his produce um, um, broke the fall of the animal. 
it cushioned the fall of the animal, that it, it didn't, like the impact on the ground didn't really affect it because it smushed the stuff. It's like a big mitzvah. Maybe you shouldn't get any compensation for that. That's not what we say. And the field owner is entitled to compensation for breaking the fall, for cushioning the fall of the animal. Asks the Gemara, but maybe it really should be like that. Well, who says that we don't say that? Maybe it should. Well, the Gemara explains uh, it's going to have two different approaches as to why this is not a uh, a case where that would apply. Mavriach ari The standard case of I chase a lion away from your property. Um, three uh, I don't know, Arabs, uh, members of the darker persuasion, seem to be looking at you know kids biking in your backyard, and I scare them away. Um, well, normally a mavriach ari midatayhu is 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 knowingly doing this. However, hi, love midatay. This is not a case where he knew about it at all. Inami. Alternatively, I spoke around the inami. Mavriach ari minichse chaveray lace le pseida. Normally, there's no loss if I'm just hey lion, get out of here, and the lion goes away. Whereas hi, in this case, is le pseida. There actually is a loss to the field owner because his uh, produce got smushed. Period. Hechinafal. Now, how exactly did the animal fall? What was going on? Two opinions, Rav Kahana, who I underlined, and one line below that is Rav, who I also underlined. Rav Kahana, Amar, Shehuchelkab, Meimei Ragleha. It slipped, there must have been some uh, urine there, and it slipped from the Rishus Sarabim into this other fellow's uh, garden. It was something like, it shouldn't have been expected necessarily, like you're not going to think that the animal's going to, even if there is going to be urine on the road that animals travel on, like why would the animal slip on it? Um, Rav, who I underlined, Amar, Shedachva Chaverta. Oh, uh, it was uh, pushed by another animal. Colon. Now let's go over each opinion and what they hold of the other opinion. Manda Amar Squiggler and Manda Amar, the one who explains that the way that the animal fell was Shadach Vasachaverta, that was pushed by some other um, cow or bull. Well, all the more so, which is something, let's, we'll say, just like less to be expected in the standard um, flow of things, then for sure. Um, there would be um, no liability. Whereas Manda Amar, the other side, I squeal on the Manda Amar, who says, that would be Rav Kahana, he would tell you, though, the other scenario is, uh, well, that's actually maybe to be possibly expected. If one cow pushes another cow um, and, and has it fall into this other fellow's uh, uh, gina, that's a uh, borderline negligence, or literally negligent. And maybe that which has to be paid by the person responsible, uh, who is supposed to be responsible for the cow, would be like the real damages. De Amar Lake, the Nizak, the one who was damaged, the owner of the field, should be able to say, what are you doing? Apparently it was a very narrow road. And he could say to the fellow who was having these uh, cows walk down the road, what you should have done, it was necessary for you to have them go one at a time, not so close next to each other where uh, it would not have been unexpected for one to kind of body slam the other one and um, have it uh, fall down into the field, period. Amar of Kahana, I circled Rav Kahana, and two lines later is Rav Yochanan, I circled Rav Yochanan. We're going to have two opinions. Says Rav Kahana, Loishanu, Loishanu, 
that uh, the animal, uh, the person responsible for the animal has to pay that which the animal benefited and not like the higher amount of the actual uh, damages. That's only the animal falls in. Uh, the section of the, the garden section that it falls onto, that's the um, section that it would have to pay the lower evaluation. Aval Naruga Laruga, if it goes to another uh, section of that gina and starts eating from there, Mishalemis Masha Zika, then the damages to be paid is the higher assessment of like the real cost of uh, those items. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan, who we circled Amar, Afilu Maruga Laruga. No, listen, if the animal fell in, and it was not the fault of the um, of the animal owner. Uh, even if it goes to another garden patch, garden section, and eats afilu kolyam even if it's in there eating the whole day, or ladas until. And this is where it changes for uh, for the responsibility of the animal owner that you have to pay full uh, value. Ajateitse until the animal is taken out or ladas knowingly by the owner. Amar of Papa, and of Papa's name, he qualifies that statement and says, Lo tema. Don't say that both of those things are required. Ajateitse ladas, until it leaves. In other words, it's like taken out by the owner from the neighbor's field. Vitaxor ladas, and then goes back also with the knowledge of the owner. Ella, rather, kevan shiyatsa ladas. Once it's taken out of that field, that it was having a great time eating away, munching away at all that uh, produce there. It would even have full responsibility if that which it went back into the field, the owner had no idea about it. Now, now why is that? Normally we don't say that. Normally it has to be v'shalach esbi'iro. It has to be knowledge of the owner. Oh, you know why? My time. Because the field owner can say to the Owner of the ox, listen, once your ox fell into my field and was eating away, it had fantastic, I'll call it memories or an idea that that's where it can go to get this delicious food. And therefore, uh, what normally would be required from a standard uh, animal to be able to guard it from being going into the neighbor's field and eating doesn't apply anymore because it's already had this fantastic experience and in its memory it will uh, basically go back whenever it can to that place. And I double underline this whole line to the two dots. Kevin de Yalfa, since it had, like, uh, La Lofus to learn, since it, I guess, had we'll call it a memory of, mm, that was delicious, I was eating away at everything I wanted there, then Kol Emas de Me Shatmita, whenever it is Bishamate, when it kind of escapes or gets out, La Hasamrata, where do you think it's running? It's running back to the, uh, to get itself an ice cream sundae. Said the Mishnah, Yarda Kedarka, if it went down in a normal way, meaning it went to the neighbor's field in a normal way, the Hezika and damaged, then Mishalemis, Masha Hezika has to pay according to what it damaged. Boy, Rabbi how about this? Let's say um, Yarda Kedarka went down like in a regular way, it means it went to the neighbor's fields regular way. It didn't fall into the field. The hezika, however, it damaged the meleda. So a female cow, and it had, uh, I don't know how much after, I don't know how much, like, uh, when it gives birth, all that gooey stuff, but it's probably a whole bunch of it, and it uh, it ruined it that way. How do we look at that? In other words, what's the level of liability responsibility of this cow owner, call it? There's two opinions that say when you have a case of that the uh, initially it's uh, negligence on the part of somebody, but the thing that happens in the end 
is not negligent and sort of beyond his control. So, Ali B'demand Amar, I put a phrase marking around the next five words. According to the opinion that says that in any scenario, if the first part of what happened was because of negligence of the person, but the second part was beyond his control, chayev, then lo yitzi ba'ilach. We don't even have the question, because like, of course, here, the animal owner would be chayev. Ki ti'ba'ilach. The question is within the opinion, aliba, and I underline these two words, the mandamar, is potter. How about if you say, in, in regular cases, where True, the initial thing was negligent, the person did, but the actual damage was caused by something that was really not to be expected or beyond his control would be Potter. How about this case with all of the the afterbirth and the, the icky gooey stuff that comes out when it gives birth? So my, colon, A, Oduma B, A, me, I'm going to do we say, well, like, the eventual thing that happened that caused the damage was, like, I wasn't under his control. Therefore, the owner of the animal would be Potter. Odilma, or maybe, I squeal out in the Odilma, B. Hacha, over here, Kula Bepshiahu. The whole thing is a Pshia. Why? Since it saw that its cow, this, and this owner of the cow, saw that the cow was getting pretty close to giving birth, which I guess if you own cows, you would know that. You should have had proper regarding it, maybe more than you would do for a regular cow. And to Rashi says, to be especially careful and make sure it stays in your property. And we answer with a teku. The question remains unresolved. Where do we know this from? Where do we know what? That the Balashor only pays by this assessment of a base saw in that type of field. How much was it worth? How much is it worth now? So where do we know that from? Well, Amrav Masna and Amar Kra. The Pasuk says regarding this scenario, a three-word quote, Ubir Beste Acher. I squiggle underline Acher. It could have just said your animal goes out, Ubir Besada, and it uh, consumes it in a field. What's Beste Acher, so from the word Acher, Melamed, it comes to teach us and we assess the value of the damage because the animal ate there, Sheshamen Al-Gav Sade Acher. You don't just take that little parcel of land and assess how much it in and of itself is worth, rather you take it in the context of a larger uh, parcel of, uh, of land with stuff growing on it. Ask the Gemara, well, one second, that phrase of Ubiyar Acher, I think we need that for something else. Hi, Ubiyar uh, Acher, that's the phrase, mi ba'ele, we need that to teach us the very important din of lafuke, rishus harabim, that the um, responsibility of shame, that what a person's animal eats is only if it's in somebody else's private property, but if it's in the rishus harabim, there would be no responsibility, and we learn that from biu b'stei acher, somebody else's, as opposed to rishus harabim, or your putter. So how can we learn our limud from there? Well, says the Gemara, in Cain, if that which the Pasuk was coming to teach us was that you are chayiv only if your animal eats in somebody else's private property, not Rishus HaRabim, Lichtev Rachman, let the Pasuk have written either Ubir Bistei Chaveroi, in your friend's field, um, meaning like if it's Rishus HaRabim, no. Inami, alternatively, it could have just said Ubir Sode Acher, as opposed to Rishus HaRabim. My, what are we to learn from the fact that it says Ubir bi Sadeacher? Well, you know what it teaches us? Shisham and Al Gav Sadeacher. That when you assess the damage, you assess it based on what 
its value would have been and, and is now on a larger size field. Well, if that's what we learned, then namely Well, maybe the whole thing is just coming to tell me that when you assess the damage, you assess based on another field. But how do we know then? What we saw, we learned also from here is that it comes to exclude Rishos Harabim. Well, answers the Gemara, very interesting. The part of the puzzle we were quoting is the part that's discussing the damage that was done. There's another part which discusses when compensation payments are made and says the Gemara, Im Kain, if that were so, that it was coming to Memayit Rishos Harabim, Lichtavei Rachman Agabe Tashlumen. A more, we could say, appropriate place for it to have been written was when it comes to the payment of compensation being made, it could have said, Metiv Sadeu Umetiv Karmoi Yishalem Bisteacher. That's what it could have said. It doesn't, though. It could have said, well, from the best of your field and the best of your vineyard, you have to pay in another field. Kama, Lamali de Agabe Beer. So then, one second, why would the Pasuk have written it in the context of when the damage was done? Shmamina, we can include Tarti. We can include both things. Um, basically, it's to inform us of the place, the damage, uh, where the Baal would be high. In other words, not a Rishus Ha-Rabim, period. Okay, now let's get to the nuts and bolts, the nitty-gritty. How exactly do we make this assessment of how much compensation the animal owner has to pay? Hechi Shaiminan. Now, we know from the Mishnah, the Mishnah used the term... Um, Shaman, we assess base sada, how much it's worth now, how much it would have been worth, and the difference is what has to be paid. So how exactly is that done? So Hechi Shaimin in three opinions. Rabbi Yisrael Khanina says, Sa'abashishim Sa'in, underline Rabbi Yisrael Khanina. They also underline Rabbi Yanayamar, Tirkav Bashishim Tirkavim. And Chizki, who underlined the third opinion, Amar, Klach Bashishim Klachim. Okay, they all agree you take what the value is of 60 times something, and then go down to a lesser amount. So, sa'a, b'shishim sa'in. When it says base sa'a, what it means is the animal ate a certain area. How much is that area worth in the context of if there were 60 times of it? And then one unit of that, how much was it worth, and then how much is it worth? And the unit that's used is a sa'a in 60 sa'a. Rabbiana Huendelein Amar, tirka b'shishim tirkavim. Tirkavav is a combination of the word tre, which means two, plus a kav, which means two kav, plus one kav, which is three kav. There's six kav in a saw. So it's basically half a saw in 60 half saws. Or we would say three kav in 63 kavs. Basically 60 times the amount. And Chizkiah says you take the stock or the area that it ate from, multiply by 60, b'shishim klachim, and then take one sixtieth of that. Okay, those are the three opinions. Mace Vedagumar brings a bicycles for about two and a half lines. It's going to be a question on all three opinions. Says the Tanaic source, it starts here, I box it off. Achla kav oi kavayim. Let's say the animal went into somebody else's field and ate a kav or two kav of uh, food. Ain oimrim tishalim demehen. You do not say, well, how much would that cost? Uh, what's the value that has to be paid? Ella rather, Ryan Oisa ki iluhi aruga ketana u misharim Oisa. Rather, we view it as though it was a small section of the person's garden that he ate, and we make the assessment u misharim Oisa. We make the assessment on it. 
Now, we didn't hear anything of like you multiply by 60 and divide by 60, suggests the Gemara connector, my love, Bifne Asma. And that would really be a question on all three opinions. We don't see any of this uh, 60 times and then divided by 60. And we answer, lo, that was actually taken as a given, and it is indeed be shishim. 60 times. Period. Tanarabana, the Gemara brings a brisa, goes for a little bit less than a line and a half, and starts here. Ain, this is going to be a little bit difficult to understand this, Brysa, but we will, uh, we will, by the conclusion, have a, a beautiful understanding of it. So literally, the Brysa says, Ain shaman kav velo base core A lot of uh, pronouns and unclear terms. So we do not assess one kav, uh, kav is, a, let's say, a smaller measure, uh, because it benefits him, not sure who the him is, below base core, base core is an area of land that could produce a core, which is a massive amount, because that is negative to him, negatively affects him. Okay, my Kamar asked the Gemara, what is being said? In other words, like, what are we comparing first of all, and who are we talking about? Well, Amara Papa, I put a number one in the margin and circled it. Uh, about five lines later, first word on the line is Bray. I put a number two in the line and circled it. Whereas two approaches, here's the first brought to us by Rapapa. Hachikamar, this is the way, explains Rapapa, to understand the above to make source it. It's about a two-line explanation. Ein shamin kav b'shishim kav. Now, we didn't see anything about shishim. We know we have a precedent for not necessarily saying it. So you do not assess if it was a kav that was damaged. You do not assess one kav in 60 kavin, you do that 1 to 60, since that's a smaller amount, you'll end up getting a over-large increase for the mazik, for the one who did the damage. Also, the low core, that's a huge amount, because that would be detrimental to the mazik. Maskif laravuna barmanayach. He says that takes care of one part of the uh, terse brisa, but the other part, which was we're comparing in the beginning, a kav to a base core. A kav is a measure of grain. A base core is the size of a field. So we're comparing apples and doorknobs. So maskif laravuna barmanayach. Hi, um, three words in right angles. What it actually does say, the low base core and the right angles, what it should have said is velo core, me bailey, not a base core, but a core. A core is a measure of grain. A base core is the amount of land it would take to make the measure of grain. Ella, so I squiggle under the Ella, and this leads us on to the second approach. This is the way to understand the Tzanaic source. We uh, put right angles in over here, it goes for about uh, uh, three words and two lines. Ein shaman kav bifne atzmai, and I put above that one to one. So if a kav was damaged, we do not uh, kav was eaten, kav was damaged. We do not value it in and of itself. Why nizak? That will cause a benefit to the owner of the field. Now the owner of the field is going to get much more than he should if you just look at the real damages. Kama below kav base core. Also, we don't go to the other extreme and assess one kav in a base core, which is basically like a ratio of 1 to 180, because then that would be um, a pegam, it would be detrimental to 
the one who was damaged. Ella, we do the old shishim. One, two, sixty. That is the uh, ratio that we use. That's the end of the rereading. Adkan.